On this episode of the Hustle of the Day podcast, I have Hernan Sias. Hernan is a part of the Business Bros podcast, and he is on a mission trying to tell people about the benefits and the power of podcasting. Whether it's for your business, your personal brand, just something that you're interested in, now's the time to get involved in podcasting. I learned a lot about it. Let's jump into it. You're going to enjoy this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super excited to have Hernan see us here. Hernan's got uh, quite an impressive resume, and he's got a lot of podcasting episodes ahead of me. Going to break 500 this week as we're recording this. Super awesome. The Business Bros podcast. But Hernan, why don't you jump in? Tell me a little bit more about yourself here. Yeah, Trent. Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I'm super pumped to be here. Uh, you know, podcasting has been one of those things that has dramatically changed my life, uh, and I'm I'm blessed to be able to go on other people's podcasts. And really, really, I want to talk to your audience today about why they should have a podcast. If you're in business, you should have a podcast. You want to start a brand, you should have a podcast. Like you need to have started it yesterday. And the greatest thing about this whole podcasting space is you can start it for zero dollars. So uh, you know, I'm I'm pumped to be here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad that you just, you know, jumped in and said you could do it for $0 because I've done it the paid method before, you know, uh, not necessarily paid in terms of um, hiring someone, which there are people out there that will make it easier for you to do that. But, you know, I paid for Libsyn to distribute it. And, you know, through time, I found other resources to be able to do it for free and distribute it to all the podcast platforms, uh, which is Fantastic. And like you said, the power of podcasting right now, this is this is definitely the time to do it because, you know, a lot of us are stuck at home and you know it's COVID, look, right? Yeah. It's COVID, COVID COVID changed a lot of things, but it also gave us a nice fast forward push into the technology space, right? You and I are having a video conversation. Three or four months ago, video conversations were rare. I mean, you could do, you know, like a FaceTime on your phone or whatever, but it wasn't the norm. Today, this is normal. Like we've just been given a, a fast forward push. And so we, we got to take advantage of this, of these technologies and be able to do stuff. So let me, let me tell you a little bit about the, my starting point. Cause I thought, I don't think I actually answered your question at first. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I got into podcasting mainly because, um, I was getting my real estate certification to be a coach, a real estate coach. And my mentor has a daily podcast and they get, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads. Uh, and he was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta start a podcast. Like if you're going to be in business, you got to start a podcast around the same time I was introduced to Gary V's content and he's saying the same thing. You need to start a podcast. You need to start a podcast. So fine. Uh, my, I initially wanted to start a podcast with my wife. I wanted to do one of those, you know, like, hey, let's talk about how we raise kids, what we're disagreeing on, that sort of stuff. Uh, she was like, oh, I'm not airing my laundry out on the internet. <laughs> so that didn't happen. But uh, I can't force the wife to do something, but I can force my brother to do something. So I was like, hey, James, I was like, hey, man, we're going to do this podcast. And he's like, oh, all right. And I was like, we're going to do it every single day. He was like, I don't know about that. And then I was like, and we're going to do it for three years. And he was like, dude, why? Like, I don't understand. And for me, it was pretty simple. I was like, look, who's the best podcaster out there? And I, the first name that popped into my head was Joe Rogan. At the time, he had like a thousand episodes. And I was like, okay, well, it's simple. If I can get to a thousand episodes, then I'll have a show uh, that, his that has his caloria audience, right? So that was the simple logic behind it. it didn't, I don't know if it's going to quite work out that way, but that's what I thought. 
right? I was like, the, the faster you get to a large number, the more practice you get into doing something, the more repetition and consistency, you're going to get better at it. Um, what I didn't understand was what it actually did for me. So we, when I first got into it, my intention was, you know what, I'm going to put a podcast, I'm going to sell more houses. Um, we did about, I would say, maybe like 50, 60 episodes. And I had a loyal listener, mom. Right. She was the only one who like really, you know, listened to our show. Other than that, it was a few, you know, one or twosies here and there. Uh, and, you know, most people, when they when they have that kind of response to their uh, to their podcast, they quit. Right. They feel like, man, I'm doing all this work. I'm doing all this effort. Nobody's listening. Why am I even doing this? Uh, and then my eight year old son came up to me. He's like, Dad, if you want people to listen to your show, you got to get influencers on your show. And I was like, wow. Like that was deep, right? Like an eight-year-old Yoda wisdom right there. And I was like, okay, cool. So I reached out to people I knew, real estate people. And I was like, hey, I got this podcast. You want to be on my show? And they're like, yeah. And at the end of the show, I'd ask them, hey, who do you think would be a great guest to have on the podcast? And they had so much fun talking about themselves on the show that they wanted somebody else to have that same experience. And so they reached out to whoever was their mentor or their coach or their manager or their person right above them. And before you knew it, we were interviewing, you know, CEOs of companies and, and thought leaders in our particular city and area. And it got really crazy. So as we started interviewing people, well, you know, the first about 100 episodes, we were purely audio. There was no video component to our podcast. And as we interviewed people, they would say things like, hey, you should do video. And I was like, yeah, I know we should, but I don't want to edit multiple camera streams and then mm -hmm. spend all this time editing. That was not my thing. They're like, no, let me introduce you to this thing called Sling Studio. So we grabbed this link studio. It allowed us to use multi-cameras, stream live to Facebook. And so we started doing that around episode 100-ish. And everything was cool. We were doing that really, really well. In-person interviews, three cameras. It was all good. And then COVID hit, right? And when COVID hit, that kind of changed our, our interview structure because we were doing it live in person, which is totally really cool. But when COVID hit, we had to find a new way to do it. And the first thing I went to was Zoom. Like we're doing a Zoom call today. So I'm going to tell you right now, Trent, I know from personal experience, when you're done with this, you have to download the video, download the audio. The audio is not in MP3 format, so you have to convert it to MP3 format. Then you got to you know, drop it into like Audacity or GarageBand, add your intro, add your outro, make sure the volumes are right. Take that, upload it to your, to your hosting platform, and then get it distributed. It's a lot of work, right? It mm -hmm. just is. That's the work that goes into it. I started watching uh, Tea with Gary Vee. And I noticed that his stream was nice. It was branded. It had like borders around it. They could put names. They were highlighting comments. I was like, what? What is he using? At first I thought, well, of course, Gary's doing it that way. He owns, you know, a multi-million dollar media agency. Yeah, of course he's doing it that way. And then I did a little bit of research and I was like, he's using StreamYard. And so I, I moved over to StreamYard and it has completely transformed the way we do our show. Our show now has intro built in live, outros built in live, segmented pieces built in right when we're doing the show. We do video, uh, we, do, we like to do some video movie clips every once in a while that we drop in the show. Those are all done live. Uh, we stream to multiple platforms. So we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, all at the same time. Uh, there's no uploading after I'm done. When I hit the end broadcast button, I don't have to do any post editing. There's already intro, the outro already completed. I can just upload it to my hosting package and it's gone. This post COVID world has allowed me to take a podcast that was pretty difficult, which is why there was two of us running the show 
to where now we can do it really quick with one person and have a professionally looking produced show. And I'm on a a mission now to show people like, look, you can do this too. You can take your podcast from something that's cool and you're developing your skills and your ability to interview, to bringing it to a higher level production caliber, to saving you time, you know, and, and giving you the opportunity to do more and more with your show. Yeah. And now granted, I do have a more streamlined process than you just described, but it is not as streamlined as your process. Uh, (laughs) So I will be looking into that, but that is really cool that, um, you know, there's so many options out there for people and you're on a mission to right now to uh, show people the power of podcasting. You're doing 50 shows this month, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a journey to do 50 shows in the month of June. Now, here's the thing. I've booked and or been on uh, 24 podcasts so far this month, right? And I don't know if I'm going to hit the goal of 50, but I've been on and or booked by the end of this month, 24 so far. The month ain't over, so I still, you know, I'm still booking more stuff out. But 24 shows that I've been on. And what happens is next month, I'm going to book probably another 15, 20 shows that I'm going to do. And then next month, I'm going to do another 15, 20. You know, you're, you are the only person who's going to stop yourself from achieving whatever goal that you set out to achieve. If you're, you know, what, whatever business you want to do, whatever niche you want to get into, like I'm going to share something that, that was uh, kind of awkward for me. So growing up, I played baseball, right? And I thought I was going to go pro. I thought I was going to be, you know, make my fame, claim to fame in, you know, playing MLB, playing in the show. Um, obviously that didn't happen, but that, that drive to want to be famous, right? The drive to make an impact that never went away. The only thing that changed was I got a little bit older and saying something like, I'm going to, I want to be famous sounded awkward to people. Like I I felt awkward saying that, like I wasn't comfortable. People would probably look at me like, you're nuts, dude. Like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, it doesn't make any sense. And that was just me projecting on myself, right? If I wanted to do it, I I should be, I should have taken steps in that direction. Well, when, when podcasting showed up, it literally gave me the opportunity to do that, to go out and make an impact, to share what it is that I've experienced in the last 17 years of being in business, the last 17 years of personal finance and the trainings and the mentorings and the coaching that I've been uh, a part of all those years. I can now share it with people. And with the interviews platform, it's like playing life with the cheat code. I literally get to interview people, go through their experiences and, and, and whatever they learned in their own business or their own life. They share it with me, which means I get to learn directly from them. I get to answer questions. It's like a two-way book, right? When you get a book, you read it and that's, you learn some stuff. It's interesting. But what if you can ask the author a question? Hey, on chapter five, I noticed you said this. You know, Why did you go that route? Why didn't you go this route? And you get to have that dialogue with people and you, you consistently learn from all these different people that has, has completely changed my life. And now I'm, I'm, I'm on the direction where I'm going to get, you know, one or two people to listen to my show every day, another couple here, maybe someday I say something that goes viral and I pick up another hundred or 200 or a thousand people here and there. But before long, you're growing your own audience. You're, you're basically attracting people who are like you, your tribe will find you if you're willing to put that message out there. And in the past, the biggest issue we had was distribution, right? If you look, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of like, uh, you know, the uh, NWA days, the Snoops and the Dre's, right? Eminem, Eminem's my favorite rapper of all time, right? But, uh, but back in the day when they got started, the issue they had and any other rapper in that industry had was distribution. They might have had skills. They might have been able to, you know, lay tracks down that were amazing. But if you weren't connected with the person who can put it on a tape or a CD and then distribute it out into the marketplace, you were never going to be found. That was just it. 
Today, we don't have a distribution problem. The only thing stopping us from doing whatever it is that we want to achieve to spread the message that we want to achieve is our own ability to stay consistent. Dude, I don't know about you, but do you know statistics on, uh, on, on podcasting? I don't. So check this out. You want to start a blog? 500 million blogs that you're going to be competing with. You want to start a YouTube channel? 31 million YouTube channels that you're going to compete with. Podcast? There's less than a million podcasts out there, less than 1 million. And half of them have 14 episodes or less. So there is a huge opportunity in this podcast space for you to develop a brand for yourself and become the next whatever it is that you want to become. And, and here's, here's what I tell people. The reason why there's 14 episodes or less is because you start off at the beginning, nobody listens at first, and so you quit. And I'm trying to tell you when nobody listens at first, that's actually a blessing because at the beginning, you suck. If you listen to my episode 500 compared to my episode one, my episode one is horrible right? It's just the way we are. We all progressively start. Why? Because at episode one, I was worried about, did I hit the record button? Am I, is my stuff connected the right way? Is my feed going in the right direction? And then the content that I'm actually talking about, right? So your mind is just not used to these things. Now, I already know when it's on. I'm set up. I'm good. I, I have the comfort level is there. I can focus my attention on you know who I'm interviewing, who I'm talking to, Maybe I'm cutting out, you know, ums and ands or whatever I'm focusing on at that particular time. But after 500 episodes and more, you're going to get better at that skill. So when people do listen to you finally after, you know, 50 or 100 episodes, whatever it is, and you start to build that audience, it's a better quality you. You've already worked out a lot of the kinks early on. So, you know, it's it's a, a skill set to develop and a skill set to, to work on. It's not easy, but if you're consistently doing it, you're going to get better at this thing. Absolutely. Uh, same thing with me. You know, I'm only 40 some odd episodes in and going back to the first one, it's like, wow, why did, why did anybody listen to this at all? I mean, that was, <laughs> that was awful. But you know what? You've said yourself the power of consistency. I mean, I, I'm a part of a lot of podcasting community groups and whatnot. And people are talking about episode five. They're like, how many downloads should I be getting at episode five? It's like, no, no, no. You're thinking way too narrow-minded on this. You got to keep going. You know, it's, I'm not where I want to be at 40 episodes in, but I know the power of it. And I've known that I've made a lot of great connections out of this. So even if I don't have any downloads, it doesn't matter. I'm making great connections out of this. I, I don't know if you've made some mistakes. I'm, I'm going to share one with you. So uh, one time I didn't have my business bro with me. So it was just me. And we've committed to going live and doing doing a show every single day or putting out a piece of content every single day, at least one, right? Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this episode. I'm going to show people the equipment that we use. And so, you know, I grabbed my mic, I had it in my hand and I was walking around, I was talking about my swag wall, how when people come over, they bring stuff, you know, and, and this, that's where all this, the stuff on the wall came from. And I'm talking about the, the audio interface and Sling Studio, blah, blah, blah. And since I'm running it by myself at that time, uh, you know, I'm live, but I'm not really monitoring the live feed because I'm trying to, you know, walk around with my equipment, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the end, I'm like, so I'm telling you guys, this is the best thing. You guys need to start podcasting. It's super easy. I can help you out. All you really got to do is hit the switch. And I look and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't hit the switch. <laughs> I did like a 40-minute episode with the sound off. So and then I go back to the live Facebook feed and it's, you know, comment after comment. I can't hear you. There's no audio. I can't hear you. You know, and those are the mistakes that we make, right? Those are the errors that we're going to have as we develop our skills in podcasting and realize that 
perfect is the enemy of done, man. Like there's no such thing as a perfect episode. There's no such thing as a perfect podcast. There's no such thing as a perfect podcast host. We all make our own mistakes. We say things, we fumble, we mumble, whatever it is, but it doesn't matter if you consistently put out content on a regular basis. All those people who commented, Hey, there's no audio. They tuned in. Regardless of whether or not I had audio, they cared enough to leave a comment. They tuned in. They let me know. They recognized our brand, right? And and by the way, this wasn't like I didn't make this mistake like, you know, episode 10 or something. I made that mistake. It was like episode 300 and something. So even as you continue, you're going to make mistakes. Uh, It's just part of the gig. But consistency is the key. You've got to get out there and do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Where do you see the future of podcasting going? Man, that's a good question. Um, I feel like uh, we each have a story to tell. And I don't know about you, but I watch less and less TV than I ever did in the past. And my kids, for example, they don't even watch TV. Everything they watch is, is YouTube-based, platform-based. Um, it's not you know, programmed television. So I honestly feel that uh, that definition of podcast, where you know, you, you, if you place that question, go in a podcast community, Drop a drop the question, you know, is a podcast on audio or video? You're gonna have arguments from both sides adamantly talking about podcast is purely audio, it's about broadcasting, and other people are like, no, it's part, you know, iPod and part broadcasting. You put those together, that's what podcasting is, and the iPod had video component. Like everybody has their own logical argument. This is content creation, hands down. Right. I just believe that when you have a 30 minute content show or, you know, an hour or two hours, whatever it is, that's your long form piece of content. You take it up, you chop it up into small pieces, you repurpose it on your social media. You're literally helping other people see your story, the story that you want to put out, whether you're, you know, maybe you're, uh, you're in cooking and you want to show people how to make stuff and you chop it up into small pieces. So they have a quick little recipe or you do a whole gourmet meal and you have your own personality behind it as you're talking and, and cooking stuff up. Or maybe you're drawing Uh, Remember Bobby Ross, you know, he would draw and he had the, the big old curly hair and he was telling you his story about his paintings. Those are all the different types of content that we get to see today. And everybody has their own creative mindset. And I just think we're going to tune into the people that we connect with the most and the people that are putting out content the most. Absolutely. And there, like you said, that there's podcasts that are super long, super short, the micro content. I mean, there's there's a podcast for everybody. Like if you want to ramble on for three hours and somebody says, no, you're not going to get an audience that way. Guess what you are. I mean, there's, there's an audience for everyone, 30 Mm -hmm. minutes, an hour, you know, a two minute clip that you've cut up from your podcast to put on Instagram or whatever, you know, there's somebody out there for every piece of content that you're putting out. Oh, totally. Totally. And the guy who said that he's not going to listen to your three hours. Cool. That's not the guy you wanted to go after anyways. Right. It's the, you know, you can't be discouraged by what other people are going to say. So I, I teach high school, right. And, and in my high school class, I teach seniors a course called financial algebra. So I help them, you know, learn how to balance their checkbooks and, and buy cars and buy homes and all that sort of cool stuff. Right. Uh, but the first 10 minutes of every class period is writing time. They have to write in their journal. And the, one of the main reasons is because I want them to reflect on their day. I want them to think of their ideas because we get ideas all the time, right? Something pops in our head and it starts to bloom and we can't stop thinking about it. We go to sleep. We, we're thinking about it. We're dreaming when you're sleeping. You're thinking about it. You wake up in the morning. You're still thinking about it. You have to write it on paper to, to get that, that idea out and maybe start bringing it to fruition. But what happens normally is we have this idea and we go and we tell that person that we love the most 
first, our spouse, our parents, you know, our friends, whatever. And because they don't have the same vision you do, because you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know what's going on. When you explain it to them, they don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. And to protect you from hitting a wall in the dark, they tell you that's not going to work. Well, you know what? That's not going to work for them. But for you, you can keep going with it. Journaling every day allows you to take that idea, put it on paper and make it your own. Whether or not you execute it in the long term, who knows? You might go back and read about that, you know, three months, a year later, and you're like, oh my gosh, I remember when I first started it and this is where I am today, or this is the direction that it took me in. You know, those little seeds, you may not, you know, sprout a tree, but those roots might end up, you know, connecting to something else later on. You never know. Put that stuff down on paper and get yourself in a direction where nobody's telling you what you can't do. You're the only one telling yourself what you're going to do. That's fantastic. Absolutely true. Resonate with that a hundred percent because, you know what, it really is impressive what writing does, like the physical act of writing things down uh, transforms, you know, just from what you're thinking. I remember things more when I write them down and it's great to see that progression. So I applaud you for, uh, for instituting that and making sure your students do take part in that every day. Dude, uh, how about this whole podcasting for $0? Can we talk yeah, about that? Absolutely. Right. So, uh, let's talk about what you need. Uh, so I'm putting together this webinar, by the way. Um, and uh, literally this weekend, I set up my registration page. So you can go to like businessbros.biz slash setup. And I'm going to do a, a, a one hour setup thing where I'm, we're going to be talking about these three things. We're going to be talking about how to host your audio uh, and get it distributed to all the major platforms for free. How to do a video conference like we are here streaming live. Uh, so not just recording, but also streaming to a platform for free and then how to get guests on your show or be a guest on other shows for free, right? Those are the three biggest things when talking to podcasters that I feel that people have an issue with. Uh, and so like you, you mentioned Libsyn. I went the harder, more difficult route when I created my podcast, I hired a web designer and I paid for my own hosting and so that cost a couple grand just to do that. I didn't even understand what podcasting was really at the time, what an RSS feed was and all that stuff. Uh, in hindsight, if, I'm gonna, if I was going to start one today, which we're, we're, we're working on doing a spinoff from the business bros, we're going to do an insurance bros uh, podcast, just targeting insurance people. And we're going to do it this way. We're going to go to anchor.fm. Anchor FM is one of the free platforms that you can use. Literally, there is an unlimited number of episodes that you can upload to that platform. They distribute it for you. So, you, you know, as soon as you upload it, you pick your launch date and boom, you're now on Spotify, you're on iTunes, you're on iHeartRadio, all these different platforms, right? And it's free. And if you want to edit it and you don't have an editing software, it's cool. You can edit it right there on Anchor. You can make your changes. You want to make some money off your platform? Cool. They, they offer you sponsorship opportunities where you just can read commercials or plug in the commercials that they have prepared for you and boom. And I'm not saying you're going to make thousands of dollars off that. As you grow your audience, you can, but that's it. And that's audio only. You want to move over to video? You have the Zoom option that doesn't let you stream for free, but it does let you record and do a video chat for free. Or you can use StreamYard. And if you use StreamYard for the free version, it's not branded. It's going to look uh, plain like the way we have it right now, but you can 
screen, at least your Facebook account, and you're set, you're ready to rock and roll. And that platform was designed for podcasters. So you can literally, uh, if you want to spend just a little bit, like 25 bucks a month, we can create a completely branded show where everything around like right now where we're looking at the screen, that black bar on top, black bar on bottom, we can make it with your brand, your logo, your color scheme, whatever it is that you want to do. Add uh, video intros, video outros, little segment pieces, uh, all the kinds of, all, all kinds of different cool stuff. But if you don't want to do that, you can still do the video streaming for free. Streamyard.com. And now you, you now you have a podcast. So now you have the audio taken care of. Now you have the video taken care of. The biggest, the best thing that I, I, that I have come across in podcasting is the ability to network with other people, is to learn to meet other people. Um, if you're a business, maybe you want to get to in, in contact with vendors or maybe you want to, uh, you know, nail down a particular client that you're after or maybe you want to, you know, learn from more people in your industry, whatever it is, for free, now you can reach out to people and say, hey, I have this podcast. I would like to feature you or your particular business on my show. Would you like to be a guest on my show? Now you can do that for free using social media networks. But there's this cool platform that's for free called matchmaker.fm, right? And I had James Mullavy on my show, the, the creator of matchmaker.fm. Uh, and you know, I was tooting his horn. I was like, dude, this is this the sweetest, uh, well, I guess. If you call it matchmaker, it's kind of weird, but this is the sweetest platform where we can get podcast hosts and podcast guests together in one spot. And with a click of a button, you can invite people to be on your show. With a click of a button, you can ask to be on other people's show. It's one, you know, I, it's uh, the way he described it in his mind. He said when he was coming up with the concept, it was like Tinder for podcasters. So, you know, you don't have the swipe feature, but you can literally look at the different shows and have people come on your show from all over the world, or you can geographically focus and filter the podcasts that are in your space or in your city or in your content area and interview people who have been doing this for, you know, just getting started all the way up to they've been doing it for many, many years, right? And these are people willing to be on your show. Video, audio, and guests, free. Those are the right. three things that I'm going to be talking about on, on our webinar. And, and those are the things that I want to share with people. Like you need to have your show set up and off and rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, you know, I told you I went down the Libsyn route. Um, I have an automotive based podcast that I recently started that is hosted on Anchor because I did, you know, in the podcasting world, found out about Anchor and how easy it is to use. And I don't have to spend as much time on it. Um, and then we actually connected through matchmaker at .fm. So I'm familiar with that. A great platform. I turned on the, the light saying, Hey, I'm looking for guests. And I got overwhelmed with requests. <laughs> I had turned off and say, look, I gotta, I gotta really narrow this down and find out who really is qualified to be on this show because it, it's an impressive amount of people that you can connect with. And there's a lot of power in it. Well, I mean, you got a car show, dude. Like that is amazing. You can really focus in on a niche. Um, at this point, it's it's mainly about new automotive news, uh, new things that are coming out, and it's something I can fire out real quick uh, um, as things happen in real time and throw it out there. But it it would be a great option to stream it live. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. So 
I told you we're going to do a spinoff, uh, the insurance bro, right? Mm-hmm. When we did business bros, uh, it was very much a learning experience. We had, we didn't really narrow down our niche. We didn't really narrow down what it is that we wanted to talk about on a regular basis. It's changed dramatically from when we started to where we are today. But with all our podcasting experience, we're taking the insurance bro show on a completely different direction. We own an insurance agency. And really what our insurance agency does is we take uh, insurance agents and we show them how to write and sell insurance using our processes and our systems. We appoint them with our companies uh, and then they're able to go out and sell and, and make an income, right? And so when we're what we're really doing with the insurance bro is we're going to use it as a recruiting tool. So we want to target specifically insurance agents that are already with uh, exclusive companies like State Farms or Farmers or All States, these types of agents. And we want to highlight them and talk about how great they're doing and, and what what uh, what services they already offer. And then we're also going to highlight what we're doing in, in, in hindsight and share with them the opportunities that we have. And the whole goal is pretty simple. We're going to connect with a bunch of insurance agents. We're going to recruit some of them. Some of them are going to stay, but they're going to have risks that they can't write in their particular uh, exclusive niche. So they're going to refer it over to us. That's the hope, right? But because we're so niched into that space, we know exactly who our clientele is. We know exactly who our audience is going to be. We're going to reach out to the carriers that we work with and we're going to attack sponsorships. So that's the holy grail of podcasting. But because we have that specific niche, we can go to our uh, insurance carriers or these people who have a ton of money because you see a ton of insurance commercials all the time, mm-hmm. right? So you target the people who have a lot of money, tell them, look, let's, let, let us help you get in front of more people that are in this exact space. This is our demographic. This is, our, this is who we're targeting. Uh, and with Anchor, and we have all the demographics we need because Anchor provides you all kinds of statistics on that sort of stuff. You know, we're able to we're able to monetize something from an early start versus where we did with the business bros. Uh, it wasn't as easy. We have a wide niche, but it's allowed us to create a huge network of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think. With your automotive thing, if you're very specific on what it is, you should target some of the vendors and people who market to those types of things and and attack that sponsorship. Very cool. Yeah, great advice. I, I will definitely be taking a look at that some more. You've talked about you know all the power of podcasts. And one thing that we haven't, I think, touched on quite yet is building a community. I think by being having a podcast out there, this it's the perfect way to build a community in 2020. Can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. Spent about a year podcasting without even thinking about creating an email list, without creating a Facebook group, without, you know, all these different things. Um, In the last year or so, it was when we focused our attention on actually creating a community of people. So we have our business bro network, which is our email list. um, And we started to build a Facebook group. Uh, And building a Facebook group is, is, kind of difficult at first. I didn't realize how, how tough it was going to be. Uh, now we're in auto, almost autopilot. Like we have about 7,600 uh, followers in our Facebook group. Uh, and, and we're adding maybe between 20 and 50 new people every week, which is pretty cool. Right. Uh, but to get started in that space, it was, it was literally a, Hey, uh, do you mind liking our page? Do you mind sharing our content with other people? And, and, 
my trick to that, by the way, my little Facebook hack was every time a guest came in on our show, they were live in person, by the way, at that time. But we still do that with, uh, with people on, you know, at, before we start the show. Uh, but when they would come in, I would direct them to our Facebook page. I would, you know, tell them, Hey, can you like the page? And I said, before we go live, uh, you should invite the people that you want to see your live feed. So, you know, head over to the community section, invite guests and go ahead and scroll through and invite the people that you want to see on your live feed. And, you know, they would click a few and they're like, screw it. I'm sending it to all of them. And they'd send it to all their friends and family. And so when we went live, their friends and family were alerted. Hey, you know, they're on the business bros page, like the page. Oh, by the way, they're going live, check it out. And it allowed us to start growing our Facebook audience that way. And now with the 7,600, uh, Facebook friends and followers, um, we create content and we redistribute it directly to them. So we can go on our Facebook ads, you know, maybe we're selling t-shirts or maybe we're selling the, the webinar, whatever, and we're sending it directly to the people who already know, like, and trust us. They're already part of our following. They're already people who listen to our show. They're people who check out our content on a regular basis. They're people that if, you know, we bumped into them at the grocery store, they'd walk up to us and be like, oh, what's up, business bros? <laughs> right? That's our, that's our, like our culture call sign in our, in our show. So it's, it's, already something that's developed. This is our tribe that has helped find us, right? And there's people, you know, there are people who fall off. You have 7,600. It probably should have been closer to like, you know, 10,000, but people like stuff. And then they're like, screw this. I'm actually not looking at this. And they, they go away. And that's totally okay. Cause the ones that stick around are the ones that you really want to spend your time with. So once you have those people, I suggest you spend a lot of time in the comments and in the DMS conversating with people. If you friend me on Facebook, you know, Hernan Cias, if you send me a Facebook Facebook friend request, I don't just accept it. I go a little bit further. I actually send you a video DM and I tell you, thank you for, for sending me a Facebook friend request. And I appreciate it and how I like to send personalized video messages. I say your name, what day it is, you know, I'm connecting with you on a regular basis. And what does that do? That personalizes me to you, it's, I took that extra time. We start to engage in conversation, right? We comment back and forth and the algorithms on these social media feeds love that because you are, you both are spending more time on the platform because you engage together. Those algorithms are telling, you know, they're, they're basically saying, look, these two people conversate, let's show more of their content on his page. Let's show more of his content on their page. And that's how you start to grow your audience. That's how you start to establish your brand. It takes work. It's not like you post and that's it. Everybody's going to see it. You have to continue to engage with your audience on a regular basis. That's going to really grow and, and take you to a new level. Awesome. So somebody's starting a podcast today one quick piece of advice you could give them, what would it be? Yeah. So if you're starting a podcast today, um, I suggest that you make it a lifestyle, right? So the problem with most people is they're not going to put this time spot on their calendar. They're just going to kind of think about doing it on this day at this time, set it and forget it. Like if it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. Every single day, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. ish sharp, because you know time time moves a little bit. We go on our uh, on our live and we host our podcast every single day. It's part of our lifestyle. My kids know it happens. My wife knows it happens. Our audience knows it happens. That's when we're on. Right. If we have a show any other time during the day, that's great. That's extra. But commit yourself to doing it. You don't have to be crazy like us and do it five days a week. You can do it once a week. But on this day, every single week, you're going to record. If your guest doesn't show up, you're going to record. If your guest does show up, you're going to record. Whatever it is, your lifestyle has to be this podcast. If you can do that, 
then that's the consistency factor that's going to take you to a whole new level. And don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the metrics. Improve and focus on getting better as a host yourself. Focus on developing your interview skills. Focus on developing your content. Focus on repurposing your content. The audience will follow. It will come as you get better. So I think it was Jim Rohn that said, you know, don't wish it was easy. Wish you were better. And that's, that's what you have to do for podcasting. It's not easy. It's easy in theory, but it's still work. You know that saying, uh, if, you love it, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life? Mm-hmm. Well, I call BS on that. You can love it, but it's still work. You just happen right. to like that work that you're doing, but the work does not go away. It's still work. Make it a lifestyle. Very cool. I, I appreciate that. I know you've got to get going, um, but I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to inform my audience about all of the great power and benefits of the podcasting world. Where's a good place for people to connect with you? Absolutely. So if you guys want to find out more about podcasting, I'm doing that free training. It's going to be be at uh, businessbros.biz slash setup. And you can find us on any of the social media feeds at businessbrospod is our handle. Perfect. I'll make sure to include links in the show description, but thank you again, Hernan. And I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you to get out there and hustle today. Hey, Hustle Nation. Thank you for listening to the podcast all the way through. Super appreciative of that. I know you've gotten a lot of value out of this and I want to continue providing the value. So I've created a free Facebook group called Hustle the Day. Really easy to remember if you've listened to this podcast. Anyway, go check it out on Facebook. Great community of people just like you that are trying to escape the nine to five, get that side hustle to replace their main income. You know, whatever the case may be, you've got a great support group there. Go check it out. I really appreciate it. You all have a great one.